0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to the latest episode of The Soprano Cast. I'm Nate Maxson, along with my associate, Mr. Archie Mitchell.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show.
0: And this week we are covering Season 1, Episode 7. It aired on February 21st, 1999. It is entitled Down Neck. And I wrote down a question here for you. Mm-hmm. Since since you are from, you are actually from the area, kind of, sort of, you know, the general vicinity of the United States where the show takes
1: place. I live 30 minutes from his house, yes.
0: Does Down Neck have a significance that I don't know? Is that something? Like-
1: <laughs> yes. Um, when you're on the parkway or the turnpike, and if you're heading south, when you reach, like, to the uh, exits, like, um, on the parkway, would be like, in, I'm exit 138 off of the parkway. Mm-hmm and i'm exit 12 off of the turnpike so if you're like near exit 3 or exit 35 on the parkway or the turnpike you're down neck okay like, you know where you you know how like a you know how they say traffic bottlenecks and you know what i mean goes down yeah, and yeah, all yeah, yeah. It. well that's basically when you start at where i live on on the parkway or turnpike you're four or five uh, four or five lanes highways and as you travel down to south jersey way it starts to bottleneck into just a two-lane highway.
0: Okay, yeah, and we, yeah, we definitely have that here too. Like when you go, if you're coming north into Ohio from Kentucky, right, um, or going going from Ohio into Kentucky, when you get down right around Dayton, right, it starts the 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 highway starts to expand as you go through Cincinnati because. Dayton, Cincinnati. For those of you that aren't from Ohio and don't know, Dayton and Cincinnati are literally one of the most densely populated areas in the country. A lot of people don't right. know that um, because I've watched over the years traveling for work and stuff how it's getting to a point where there, Dayton and Cincinnati are expanding so much it's almost like one city.
1: Right. Um, exactly. But yet
0: the highway down there does the same thing. You know, you have where as it gets more densely populated, it, it, it the highway expands. And then as you get into areas that are less populated, it starts to go back down to like a four lane instead of an eight lane. Or whatever.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. When you hit when you hit exit one on the parkway or the Turnpike, you are no longer in New Jersey. You are now near Delaware. And then mm-hmm. it becomes a four or five lane highway. So, yes, that's why we call it down neck. You're down. You're down neck jersey. Makes sense so, now. That's yeah. that was. Yeah,
0: I was like when I when I wrote down on my notes down neck. I need some clarification. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we—it's not something you say a lot. You know what I mean? Because we have North Jersey, South Jersey, uh, North Jersey, Central Jersey, which is where I live, and then South Jersey. <laughs> if you're traveling to that area, like Exit One, Exit Thirty Eight is Atlantic City. You just say, "I'm going to South Jersey." or I'm going to AC. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you say "Down Neck" when you're like in a hurry. You know, and what, what are you doing? I'm going Down Neck. Oh, okay. that's a good good luck yeah right good luck exactly good luck (laughs) if you're not going to Atlantic City you're leaving the state of New Jersey because Mm -hmm. that means you're going to Florida because you're getting on I-95 or you know what I mean leaving you're going out of the state so yeah good luck
0: (laughs) well this episode is I don't have a lot of notes on this episode of the show um we're we're mainly dealing with and and I mean this the episode oh. starts just to just to show where we're at. This episode is very AJ centric, which isn't necessarily yes. a bad thing. We talk on previous episodes about developing characters, so we're going to start to develop the kid here, and that's fine. We've we've had our development a little bit with Meadow,
1: you By know, with college, drugs, and everything. Yes,
0: yes. Um, So we open here, and it turns out that AJ, and I have a story to tell myself, Mm -hmm. AJ and his buddies were in the church drinking the sacramental wine.
1: Yes. Yes, And I have to
0: tell you, I am not a religious man. I am not a Catholic. But for my elementary school days, until I got to high school, my parents actually did send me to Catholic school, because I grew up in, in Toledo, Ohio, the inner city. They didn't want me to go to the inner city, like... Like public schools, so they paid the tuition, and I went to Catholic school. And I have to admit that there are a couple of friends and I that may or may not have also
1: got Dabbled into the, in the Sacramento wine. wine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think any any preteen who deals with you know Catholic families have done that. It's not a it's not a sin. You know what I mean? Well, it yeah. is, but you get yeah. my point. It's almost like a coming of age. If you're 10, 11, 12, and you go to church, a Catholic church, or you are in a Catholic school, you always find yourself asking, I wonder what the wine tastes like. Yeah. You know (laughs) what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to happen. I've done it. You know what I mean? A few few friends of mine, after a a Sunday mass, have snuck back in and looked for the communion wine. We got caught after we took a swig. And the disappointing thing was it wasn't wine.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It. It was essentially grape juice.
1: Grape juice, right?
0: But for so, the purposes, for the purposes of this episode of The Sopranos, this church one, is using real wine. Yes, if because if uh,
1: wine. The
0: kids go. The kids then go to gym class, and uh, one of <laughs> AJ's buddies pukes because they're uh, they're a little drunksy.
1: Yes. Yes. And Tony and Carmela get hauled into the principal's office uh, to find out that Anthony, this is not the first time Anthony has acted up. Mm-hmm. In other instances, you know, vandalism, things of that nature. He's a bad student, but they are attributing it to ADD. That's yes, like which,
0: for those of you that don't know or weren't uh, alive then or what have you, there was a period of time mm-hmm. in I'd say the 80s and 90s, especially when I was in school. Yep. That they they just. The the school counselors and psychologists and stuff used ADD way too much as a reason for kids acting out. Like they just wanted to put kids on Ritalin all the time.
1: I was I was just about to say, I don't know if most school guidance counselors got a cut of the of the Ritalin market. Yes, you know what I mean. Like because immediately if a child did anything bad, oh he's got ADD, he needs to be on Ritalin. He's got to calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Wait a minute, he's, he's and, 10 Or he, she's he's 9 You know, what are you saying You know And Tony, to his credit Proved to be the best dad in the world Because my dad had the same uh, expression When it happened to me Because they thought I had ADD as well You know, he fidgets He, he He's always uh, first to speak And he's always this, he's always that And Tony's like, what's a fidget
0: Yeah, uh, and I, I actually have that written down He's like, "What, what what's a fidget <laughs>
1: What constitutes a fidget? Moving around? Right. You know, it's like, you know, and then he he brings up a, a, a good point. He said when the kid isn't having an erection because, you know, that's what a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid does or isn't, you know, trying to move around in a seat, he's learning because he has good grades. At this point, Anthony was actually a good student, but mm-hmm. he was just always getting in trouble. He's like, he's got good grades. Okay, we understand. He drank the wine. But does that immediately make him, attend- you know, ADD? Right, And they have no answer. Again, this is another one of those counselors. They portrayed this perfectly in the episode. That's yes. the one thing I will say. This counselor had no answer except for, well, this is just what we have to do. We've got to test him. You know, he couldn't give him a straight answer as to what a fidget was. What What is the normal behavior for a 10-year-old boy or anything, you know?
0: Yeah, and and from from a from a dad standpoint, I mm-hmm. totally
1: see where Tony's coming from. Without a doubt, because nobody wants yes. to hear. You can tell me my child is bad. You can tell me my child is disobedient, and that he did something bad, and I will punish him, and I will make sure that you know, or he'll let you punish him because you're the school, and you know whatever. But don't mm-hmm. tell me my child is sickly. You know what I mean? That he's got something yeah. wrong with him like that. That's that's where I'm going to draw the line. You know. The. Um...
0: And we, we will get into again more of the the stuff there with, with AJ, but one thing I wrote down it's also early in the episode. It was, I was glad to see Christopher show up. Yes. Um yes. with the uh, the whole union the union shenanigans going on. Yes. <laughs> I put, I'm glad to see Christopher. Oh look, it's Union shenanigans.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he always seemed to pop up when Tony was in a pissed off mood anyway. And then say the exactly wrong thing. Yes, yes. You know, and that's
0: probably ridiculous. why. That's probably why he gets the shitty assignments. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but that's what that whole nephew, uncle, or you know, um, what's the word? A teacher student thing comes from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're gonna mess up. I now I gotta, you know, show you how to fix it. You know how to what, what you gotta do now to get back into my good graces.
0: And we talked about, on the last episode, we talked about the dynamics between Tony and Carm and Tony and Melfi, and Tony, obviously, and his mother. Would you agree with me? And again, we have a lot of shows still to watch. We'll talk about it a few more times. But would you agree with me that as the show goes on, Tony and Chris go from having almost like early on in the show... It's like a big brother, little brother scenario, yes. and as yes. time goes on, it becomes more of a father-son scenario.
1: Yes, I will agree because, and this dates—I mentioned the all uh, many saints of Newark, the Soprano movie that HBO put out, which was fantastic to to, to you know, to, to a certain extent. But if you look at that movie, it explains why Tony wanted to be like that for Christopher, Mm -hmm. because Dickie wanted, Dickie Multisante, Christopher's dad, was in the same way that way for Tony. Yes. Up until Tony was a teenager, because Johnny was off doing his thing as a mob boss and couldn't be there 100%. So Dickie took it upon himself to teach Tony the little things, a couple of criminal acts, you know, here and there, you know what I mean? he was always there for him when he needed him, like an older brother. And as they moved on from Christopher being the dumb teenager and the dumb 20-year-old, that's when the father role came up because Christopher needed a dad. He didn't have mm-hmm. one. So, yeah, it definitely, the dynamic changed between them. Um, and then it changed for the worst, too. We'll get to that along, you know, down the road. Yeah. But it, 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 I always loved seeing them go back and forth with each other. Because it reminded me of me and my brothers, you know, the way I was tough on them and, you know, the way they would get pissed off at me and do, well, F you, you know, I don't love you. I don't. And then a little while later, we'd be like, you know, I'm sorry. I said that. I'll be like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry too. Yeah. You
0: know? And, and speaking of, uh, speaking of, of Tony's dad and stuff, we're going to get into some more of some of that during this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is, I think the first time in the show, I wrote down here just of significance I think this is the first time in the show where Carmela and Tony actually have the conversation between the two of them about the kids knowing what he does. Yes. Yes. And you know, um, is, is, is AJ acting out because of that and et cetera, et cetera?
1: And he's worried about that because he knows that that's what caused him to start warri- acting out when he was younger. You know, because he found out, well, my dad's a mob boss. So I'm pretty much above the law. But mm-hmm. in the 60s and 70s, that was more acceptable back then. Now being 1998, AJ couldn't get away with the same things Tony was getting away with. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, uh, but you know, he brushes against. Well, you know, um, the the girl asked me if you know what I what I did, and kind of hinted around it, but I brushed it off. She really doesn't know. But let's face it, Meadow knows everything. Right. She knows. She she knows she's a mafia princess. So it's that's what it is. And AJ kind of sort of knows, but he's still waiting for his dad to say, "I'm a mob boss."
0: Right, yeah, right. like like we said uh, a few episodes ago, you know, they had that great that great exit at um, at Jackie's funeral, right. you know, with with AJ kind of kind of putting shit together, you know, right?
1: Tony giving him the wink, letting him know, you know, and so it's unspoken right now, but mm-hmm. I don't think the acting out had anything to do with Tony. I think it just had to do with AJ being a ten or eleven year old boy, because let's face it, we were both ten or eleven thirty some odd years ago. And when, I was, tenor, with mob bosses, yeah, I, when I was ten or yeah, when I was
0: ten or eleven, you know what I was? A little asshole. That's what I was. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I was getting in trouble in school. I was missing homework. I was missing school. You know what I mean? I wasn't vandalizing like AJ mm-hmm. was doing. You know what I mean? But I, I, I got into fights. I got into trouble. I, I, I argued with teachers. It's what kids do. You know what I mean? And if. If kids today don't do that, well, maybe they had a better upbringing or maybe they had a worse upbringing because you never can tell. Right. You yes. know, depends on which way you look at it.
0: The The uh, next kind of like we, I, I know we with the, <laughs> sometimes with some of these scenes, folks, we jump around because you're, you're talking about, you know, a certain storyline or whatever. And it's obviously on a TV show. It's playing out through different. The whole hour, right. sometimes you're going to notice we'd lump certain scenes together just to keep the story going. But I know the next scene in the show after Carm and Tony talking about the kids is Tony is with Melfi. And what I wrote down in here was this is where he Tony himself acts out, has a little sarcasm, has a little meanness to him because as they're talking about uh, AJ. Um They changed the subject to back to him being in love with her and right. because she, because this is how Tony operates, because <laughs> Melfi has pretty much told him, I don't reciprocate those feelings. He's right. going to be a dick about it and right. talk about how, how he's got a young, pretty girlfriend, you know, and, and kind of try. Yes. And try to make what he's doing is he's, he's, he's um what's the word
1: projecting. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's got his defensive mechanism up 190. He's 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 firing on all cylinders to make her try try to make her feel like shit.
0: Yes, because pretty much since know. he since she's quote unquote rejected him, he's exactly. going to be little, like, fine. Then I'm going to tell her that my girlfriend's young and pretty, and she's essentially an old cow, and blah 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 right. blah. And right. that you know Tony's acting out like well like a ten or eleven AJ, year old boy. Like, like yes. would. Right.
1: <laughs> right. So we see where he gets it from. Yeah, another yeah. Go
0: ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and it's just another example. And like I wrote down here, another example of you know, with one of my favorite Gandolfini things when he plays Tony is his he he's so good at that mean sarcasm. Yeah, so good at it. Yeah. I know I say it all the time, but it's just it's to me it's one of the best. Aspects of Tony's character,
1: it's it's highlighted in every episode. There is not one episode where this man doesn't tell somebody where to get off, but in such a crazy manner, yeah, that they don't even know that he's telling them
0: mm-hmm.
1: off. You know what I mean? Like, look, everybody knows how to tell somebody off, everybody knows how to do it nicely, and everybody knows how to do it meanly. Yeah. He has an in-between. That it sits in the person's mind, and then like three days later, you go, did this son of a bitch just tell me to go f myself?
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it, it, it's funny because, and it, it, anybody listening to this show probably knows that our other the uh, our other shows are, are wrestling shows, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't like to necessarily talk about wrestling here because that's not what we're talking about, but. That was one of the great things. And I'll say this. Maybe James Gandolfini and Bret Hart are the two best at the shit-eating grin sarcasm. Yes. When, Bret, when yes. Bret Hart was doing his heel run in the WWF, he was oh so good at having that
1: smug, shit-eating grin on his face. Yep. I that you know it. That's a great analogy. I agree. Yeah. No, there, there's only certain people that could get away with it. You know what I mean? And Gandolfini is one of them. Bret Hart being number two. But, you know, different genres, obviously, wrestling right. and mob boss. Uh, I, I've, I've come across people. I am one of these, these people. I'm not going to lie. I will give you a backhanded comment, a compliment, you know what I mean, if I'm pissed off at you. Or mm-hmm. I'll make a really crude joke and hurt your feelings. And my dad always says, because I'm named after my grandfather, Archie, he, when he hears me do something like that, he, I didn't name me Archie for no reason because my granddad was the same <laughs> way, you know. And yeah. it's 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 our defense mechanism. See, that's what it really comes from with Tony as well. When you one-up me or when you piss me off or when I know that you're not – you're deliberately doing something against what I want you to be doing, now I have to either make you cry or belittle you.
0: Yeah, and I, you know I, 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 am, I am the same way. My defense mechanism is to be absolutely <laughs> the most smart-ass, sarcastic yeah. – that uh, is, that is my total, ask my wife, ask my wife, everybody, she'll tell you. Yeah. Literally uh, my, my wife will say, Oh, you're being a smart ass. We're not talking right now. <laughs> Cause right. If, if we continue this conversation, it's going to be bad voodoo.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I, I've caught myself a couple times and bit my tongue when I've tried, when I've given that attitude to what like, my father or. You know, my granddad, when he was alive, because he would have given it right back to me. Worse, my granddad, (laughs) or my dad would have thrown me a smack. You know, I've done it to aunts before and uncles, because it just comes out sometimes. It's just, you're so used to doing it around friends or coworkers or employees or whatever, that when somebody says something, you just trigger something you want to say back and you can't stop.
0: You can't stop. It just It's just out with
1: it. And Tony, being Tony, he didn't have that filter. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He would just automatically come into, you know, like, okay, I got to tell you off and he would do it. And it was perfectly done. (laughs) You didn't even feel bad for the person after he did it.
0: (laughs) No, I'm actually, I find myself laughing along with Tony. Oh Um, yeah. (laughs) The, the, uh, the next scene that I have written down that we all as fathers can relate to is tony i put tony being awoken by his loud ass family yep the kids playing yep. the music and mom it's funny cuz carmela has no idea she's actually part of the problem
1: Well, because she's she yelling louder than the yes, music yes that's that's what i'm saying it's like it's so
0: it's like you don't know how ironic
1: this is woman your father's trying to sleep right and who amongst <laughs> us have never been woken up that way because i know i have Okay. It's and it's you don't even want to wake up and yell. You just admit defeat. You know you can't sleep anymore. You Mm -hmm. wake up, you go have your coffee, and you sit there grumpy for about 20 minutes because I got woken up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's exactly what he did. He got out of the room and he's like, if I stay up here, I'm gonna end up yelling too. So I'll remove myself.
0: And we will we will um, dig into because this this the scene with Tony's family and he's getting up, you know, and going and taking his medicine and looking in the bathroom mirror and et cetera, et cetera. And that flows into the flashback stuff. And if it's okay with you, I just kind of like to cover that all together. Yeah, sure. So we'll talk about some of the other stuff that isn't flashback stuff. Um, First of all. I know you mentioned on the last episode about that episode not featuring the boys. I right. love the scene in this episode where the you know, you have these these badass mobster guys, but they are having they are having your everyday dad conversation about their pain in the ass kids.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> and it just goes to show that it doesn't matter whether you're the president of the United States, a common mobster, or a normal guy like us, your kids are always gonna drive you crazy. Yes. And you have to have somebody to talk about talk about it with. So it, it then, really goes to show how normal they wanted these people to appear as well. Like they're not just murderers, they're not just drug dealers, they're not just, you know, gam- people who promote gambling. They have lives outside of all of that. Right. So
0: yes, and, and I, I um I just I, I wanted to mention that just because there it is it is cool to see. It is cool to see these characters in, I I don't want to call it a, I don't know, a lighter moment, just a, you know, instead of, instead of being caught up in, in, in racketeering and murder and gambling and drugs and all the other shit they're doing, it's just, you know, this is essentially five buddies that are in the back, they're, they're in, they're in, they're in the fucking uh, trenches together all the time. And they need to talk to each other because family is stressing them out.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's like, wow, we actually have a day off from doing all the craziness that we have to do in the mob. But our family is making the day worse. Like they'd rather be killing somebody instead of dealing with the everyday normalness. You know what I mean? Or -hmm. or grabbing a a truck and robbing it. You know what I mean? Because that's less stressful, you know. But it, it, it also goes to show how long these guys have known each other, that they trust one another to let them into their day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Tony, Silvio have children. So does Jimmy Altieri. So do the rest of the guys. The only guys who ain't got children yet are Christopher because he's too young and Paulie because he never got married. Right. But even they're lending a helping hand a little bit and telling them, you know, what they feel because they raised either a brother or a sister or whatever. So, they're all just cutting up their lives to you know try to hopefully get some help in, in one of the directions they need to go in.
0: right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> the, the other scene that and after the flashback, of course, we can't we have to go through the flashback stuff before we can get to uh, Tony and Jr. and Livia at the end. Right. But another scene that that stuck out to me in a non-flashback scene, like we just discussed a minute ago. AJ and Tony the scene where they get a flat tire right it's a very very familiar for any father dad son kind of thing mm-hmm. although I'm not in the mafia but this is when AJ brings up the funeral right you know and he 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 pretty much like Meadow like Meadow had her moment in college right. this is AJ's moment to confront his dad about what he
1: thinks he knows. Right. And he he slowly unravels to Tony everything he noticed. He doesn't, one thing I will say, he doesn't dime out his sister for telling him. Right. He just says, I right. found a website, and, you know, all these pictures were on at you and Uncle Pussy and Uncle Paulie and you, Uncle Junior, and why do I call these guys uncle when they're not related to me? And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, it's a common thing to happen when you have, you know, a lot of kids ask that. Why is this guy my uncle if we're not, he's not your brother or, Blood-related, whatever, but AJ starts to unravel, and and Tony, being Tony, <laughs> he doesn't give in like he did with Meadow,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because he felt Meadow was old enough to know. You know what I mean? Maybe he felt yes. that Meadow could be trusted—not trusted, but would respect it a little more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he, he, you know, no, it's not true. That's just we're Italian, which that's his go-to for everything. We're Italian. Everybody would have. With a vowel at the end of their name is a mobster. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you know.
0: and, and, of course, I had to write down, there is there is a scene where AJ goes to the nursing home to see yep. Grandma. And I've always got to write, I, I think this is going to be a recurring theme of the show. Nate's Livia line of the episode. Mm-hmm. She says that, she, he mentions going to psychiatrists, and she says, that's a racket for the
1: Jews. Yep yep
0: Not we see where tony
1: yet. gets his no filter from
0: yes he just yes. does whatever
1: he feels you know and yeah he mentioned going to see a psychiatrist to find out if he's got ADD and whatnot and she mentioned what she mentioned and then anthony unbeknownst to him says well dad goes to one yeah and yeah. that's where it's almost like, you know, you know those memes that say, and that's when he knew he effed up right. at that moment? Yeah. He, yes. You understand, in the back of his mind, Tony's prono went, oh, shit, the wind just blue. Is everything okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he hears that, he goes, no, your father would never. Oh, no, he's been going to one for months. And it's just, oh, shit.
0: You know. So, going back, and we'll get into this now. First of all, I want to write down that... Um, As Tony was awoken by his loud-ass family, he's looking in the mirror. He starts to reflect on the past. First of all, one of my favorite songs of all time is White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. So I appreciated them playing that song on this episode.
1: Very good song.
0: But now we get to go back in time to when Tony was a kid. Yes. And to see his, his view of his father. Yes. And his view of his uncle, and his view of what was going on, because the there, and again, folks, if you if you watch the if you watch the episode if you watch the episode, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the episode. But again, the, these these flashbacks are strung throughout the episode. But the gist of it is, this is Tony, Tony's moment, like Anthony's having now, kind right. of figuring out what his dad does,
1: right. He sees his father and his uncle beating up a guy in the street during riots. Uh, his father uh, went to the to the pork store and, and you know, w- went to get money out of a guy that he owed him. You know what I mean? It's just a mm-hmm. lot of Anthony and to- uh, Tony Soprano putting it all together. Finally, well, what does my dad do for a living? You know, he's disappearing every day. He's beating guys up. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, they tell me he's in waste management. I've never seen a garbage man beat anybody up. Right. You know what I mean? So and yeah
0: and there's there's a lot in these in these flashbacks. Um, ironically, these flashbacks and you know obviously we'll meet her as an adult later on, but this is the first time we meet Janice.
1: Yes. And she's just as annoying as a child as she is as a woman. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so the the way she picks on Tony, you're like, damn. And then you when you finally meet her as an adult, you go, "Oh, that's what that was all about."
0: Right. You know, right. i can and, see
1: I, I saw it. it's happening <laughs>
0: and and in these flashbacks they also show you they also show you the why tony now in the present day has such an affinity for junior right because you know even though even though it, it, his dad is his dad and junior are in the same business <laughs> But right. you almost get the feeling while you're watching these flashback scenes that Junior paid more attention to Tony than his dad did.
1: It, it seems like, yeah, it, it, Junior talked to him about baseball, would bring him a ball if they went to a game or take him to a baseball game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, would, would tell him, Come on, Johnny, let the kid go with us. We're not doing anything big today, meaning right. we're not going to kill anybody or, or shake anybody down. He can go. And Johnny would go, like, Nope, he's got to stay home. But then mm-hmm. they were taking Janice with them. And. totally rocked Tony's world. Yes.
0: And they also flesh out, they also flesh out a lot about Tony's relationship with Livia too. I mean, I could stick a fork in your eye. Holy
1: shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you see the episode and it's been a while, Tony goes into the house to bitch to his mother that Janice got to go. And he's like, Janice is the princess. I get it. She gets everything. I get nothing. And like kids do bitching to his mom. And she, please don't do this, please. And then she turns around with this giant carving knife or fork and says, "If you don't shut up, I'm gonna stick this in your eye." And it's like, Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. <laughs> even Milky gets blown away. Milky goes, "She really said that to you?" Thinking maybe he's just over exaggerating. Kids do that, right. you know what I mean? Right. And he's like, "Well, she didn't mean it. She was. He really even still protected her. She didn't mean it. It wasn't like she was gonna do it." Right. Yes. You know I mean? yes. By today's standards, he would have been in a foster home and she would have been in prison. But by the nineteen ninety nine standard, ninety-eight standard it's like, okay, it's normal, you know.
0: <laughs> but the the gist of the flashback scenes is Tony kind of being jealous of Janice because he feels right. like Janice is is, you know, dad's paying more attention to her. Right. But what we'll, by taking her wherever, he doesn't know at that point where they're going all the time. Right. But then we find out that um,
1: Dad is just using Janice, too. Well, yeah. Uh, But if you look at the grand scheme of it all, Tony's doing the same thing now. Because Dad, Johnny Soprano, took his daughter with him to an amusement park because Tony ran along in the the trunk without them Mm -hmm. knowing. And the amusement park, other mobsters were bringing their children to hang out and then they would talk over their daily routine. Well, who who owned what, who collected what, you know. Right. And it just so happens on that day, the cops decided to raid that amusement park, <laughs> and, <arrest everybody. laughs> and, and it was everybody. And and it's it's ridiculous. Like of all days. Yeah, or
0: of all days, the day <laughs> that Tony and I did write down here, man. One of the funniest things in the history of television is the clown getting arrested.
1: The clown. The clown getting arrested with a cigarette in his mouth. And it's like, what was he doing? Were they playing cards? Were they, you know what I mean? It's, it's so funny. But Tony sees his dad get arrested. So he knows something's up. He runs home to tell Olivia. Olivia's like, oh, you did, don't worry about it. It's nothing, whatever. But if you look at, like I said, the grand scheme at all, Tony's now doing that with his mother in the old folks' home. Mm-hmm. He put her there and he had all of his couples start putting their mothers in that old folks home so they could meet up. Yeah. Because they couldn't bug the the old the old folks home. So he was his dad's son. Like all, I said, you know? there's
0: always an ulterior motive. Yep. Uh but of course then we see um Johnny, you know, Johnny gets out, he comes home a couple hours later. Yep. And it was a uh, mistaken
1: identity. Yeah. Know what did they
0: know when you were arrested. Yeah. How you doing? You're watching the Ed Sullivan Show, kids. The and then of course we have the sub the sub uh, not a subplot but a a little a little thing here because it's going to get to what I wanted to say. I wanted to talk about this after the fact. Tony overhears Johnny and Livia arguing about Johnny's friend when he set up business in Reno. Yes. And she does not want him to be involved in that.
1: Right. So. Very boisterous that that guy doesn't know anything about hotels or casinos or anything like that. And they're going to lose their ass and it's not going to work out. Turns out the guy actually went there and became a multimillionaire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Johnny Sprott missed out. And coming back to.
0: Yes. Coming back to present day. Junior visits Livia in the rest in the rest home. The rest home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh the nursing home. Yes. <laughs> Junior visits Livia, the rest area. Yes.
1: <laughs> we have a lot in New Jersey, so yes, you might have. <laughs>
0: um, but they're in the they're in the nursing home. Tony shows up mm-hmm. and and again, because because we kind of skipped around, I, I just I wanted to keep all the flashback stuff together. A lot of what was coming out about this flashback stuff is happening in Melfi's
1: office, folks. Right, right.
0: And Tony's kind of getting fired up about
1: this. Well, because this is the first time that Melfi starts to blame Tony's mom about any of his problems. You know, him fainting, the panic attacks, uh, uh, everything being a secret for the longest time that Tony didn't know his dad was a mob boss, and she's blaming it on mom. And Tony doesn't want to hear that because at this point in time... Tony still loves his mother more than anything. Right. You know, she's yes. still mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he he gets in her face. And this is the first time I believe he gets in Milky's face. And storms out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. But by the time he gets to see his mom. Yeah. <laughs> he's processed this shit in his brain. Right. And he th- he really goes at her in this scene.
1: Well, yeah. And she was slowly trying to already start telling Junior about Tony visiting a shrink as it is. But because he showed up, she couldn't really divulge everything right away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he kind of cut that off a little early. And then he Junior leaves and he starts, yeah, he starts spitting fire at her. Yes. You know what I mean? You stopped him from going here. You were always afraid of your own shadow. Dad couldn't do anything. He wasn't, he, he, he barely, he basically tells his mother, you castrated my father. Right. Because you <laughs> couldn't let him do what he wanted to do. And she denies everything. You no, know, I would have let him do whatever he wanted. What are you talking about? Your father didn't have to answer to me. You know, which, hey, moms do that. I've heard my mom and dad argue many times. You know yep. what I mean? It, it happens. But she's playing the innocent victim. This is when it starts to come out even more. The woe was me. I gave my life for my children. You know, you people should just kill me and put me away. And you know what I mean? And this is the first time Tony doesn't care. Yeah. You know, he's really and, not listening.
0: And because of that, in true Livia fashion, stick a fork in your eye. Yep. She has to jab him with the psychiatrist
1: thing. Yep. And. Yep. Uh, and then Maybe I should it, see a psychiatrist, she says to him.
0: Yes, yes. And, but, you know, it's, it's um again, like I said, you know, as you watch this show, and, and I've watched it a number of times through, Yep. you realize what a conniving woman this woman is.
1: Well, it's almost like she was telling him, I know, but not telling him, and it kind of made him shudder a little bit because he gives her a look like, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then he doesn't say anything. And they leave it off at that and now you realize because we know how vindictive Olivia is oh she's if she if she could have junior whack christopher's friend
0: you mm-hmm. know what i mean
1: all these other mob bosses and tax Hesh. granted it may be her son but she still feels slighted because he put her in an old folks home yeah. so you kind of worried now is she about to do something stupid here <laughs> and is junior, is junior stupid enough to follow her along on this? Right. That yes. leaves the big plot hole question here, which is why this, as much as we said this episode was Anthony Jr. centered, a lot comes out at the end where it leaves you wanting more.
0: And it's fantastic writing. It's fantastic writing <laughs> tying what Tony's going through <laughs> now in his life with his kid what? to what he went through with his parents right? and it's, it's, and, and this, and again, we talked about it, this, you know, we have this, the scene with the, you know, Tony fixates on what's a fidget and you know what, my kid's just a kid and Carmela agrees. So his parents, they're united. And I like that. And then Archie, you have a son. I have a son. Yep. I love the last scene of this episode. And the reason I do is because my son and I have had these moments. My son and I have had these moments multiple times where he's done something fucking stupid. Yep. And I had to be dad for a couple of days and lay down the law, ground him or whatever I had to do. And maybe it's not necessarily the the ice cream, because they have their moment with the ice cream, but then as a dad with your son... You finally have that moment where it's like, okay, you were bad. We dealt with it. Now we're back to father and son, right? And 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 they have this, you know, Tony and AJ have this sweet moment together, and it's, it's it was a great way to end the
1: episode. I, I agree, and it was nothing needed to be said. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't. Nobody apologized. Nobody said they were not going to do it anymore. There were no yep. false hopes. We just father and son having a cream together. And looking at each other with that somber look of, you know what you did, I know what I did, but we're okay now.
0: Yes. And, I mean, for my son and I, I guess it (laughs) goes back to wrestling. Like, when he was little, we used to play wrestle. You know, I'd lay on the ground Mm. and let him fake beat me up or whatever. Yep. And to this day, to this day, he's 21 years old right now. To this Mm. day... That's our that's our bonding thing. Is we like have yes. a play fight. We fight. Yes. You know, we have a we fight. have a play fight, and that means everything's okay. Everything's cool.
1: My oldest is twenty three, and every now and then we'll he'll you know, put me in a headlock, or I'll grab him uh, grab an arm. You know what I mean? It's what we do. And his mom, to her credit, stop it. Leave it. Yeah, you're gonna get hurt. You know, and we, <laughs> we that. You know what I mean? You know? But in my growing up, my dad and I. We would, you know, I'd I'd help him out when he would do certain projects in the house or with a car or stuff like that. And my mom would always make the joke as I became a teenager, the show came out, American Chopper, with Paul Tuttle and and Paul Tuttle Jr. and Sr. Yeah. And they'd always argue in the middle of the show. But then by the end of the show, they'd be best friends again. That would be me and my dad. We'd Mm -hmm. have this big law argument in the middle of fixing something or doing something. He'd yell at me. I'd yell back. He'd threaten me or whatever because I'm yelling at him. And then we would not be friends for like an hour, two hours, whatever. And then he's like, pop in my room, be like, hey, you want to go get a pizza? And I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. And my mom, okay, the tunnels are at it again. Right. (laughs) It's what dads and sons do. It's not like what a daughter, which we both have daughters. I have two of them. You have your daughter. She just Mm -hmm. got married. With daughters, when you yell at your daughter, she almost feels betrayed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, how could you, you know what I mean? I am so,
0: I am so much more, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm so much more tame and, and measured with my daughter than I am with my
1: son. Yes. But when you have to be dad and like, like you said, when you have to like, not really yell, but let out that little bit of a roar to let them know, Hey, you're out of line. Right. A daughter will give you that hurt look that sits in your head now. And you know, okay, I screwed up. I got to fix it. You know (laughs) what I mean? And then it ends up, it's not ice cream. It's a trip to the mall. Right. Right.
0: It's much more more expensive than ice cream. Right,
1: (laughs) right. You know what I mean? It's something to get back into her good graces so that she becomes daddy's girl again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, in the same regard for moms, when moms yell at their daughter, they can make it work easily. They're women. They know how to fix it easily. But when a mom yells at her son, she's got to work at it a little more. Yeah, yeah. So. In this instance, though, Tony knew AJ and him have a bond. And whether it's ice cream, video games, pizza, or going fishing, as they have a couple times in some of past episodes as well, he knew how to get to AJ to make him understand, I didn't mean it. Right. And we can, we, we're going to go through that. We're going to move past this. And AJ was all for it.
0: And the funny thing is, when I wrote down my rating for this episode, Mm-hmm. I gave it a three and a half out of five. But as right. we've talked about it. Right. And reflected on what the episode, everything the episode
1: did for the characters.
0: I actually moved up my rating <clears throat> to a four out of five.
1: I, I, uh, I'm going to only disagree with you slightly and give it a five. And here's why the ending with Tony Livia junior leaves mm-hmm. you on that cliffhanger. And we're only seven episodes in. Right. So there's still a few more episodes. Before we get to that big bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also the the showing of the human side of Tony. Throughout the entire episode. Talking about his kids. Talking with his friends. And his bond with AJ. Fleshing out the AJ character a little bit as well. And like you said. AJ finding out more and more about the mob. That's why I give it a five. Just because there were so many arcs. Going in the right direction. Of this one. So.
0: Well that being said. Archie, yes. um, I want to let all of our listeners know, as I always do, you can email us at sopranopodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or you can even comment under this post on Facebook. Yes. And you can also check out, if you like to listen to uh, podcasts on YouTube, go to the WNR Podcast Network on YouTube. Or actually, I think at this point, because I've been posting for a couple of weeks. You can actually just type in soprano cast one word, and it and our show will actually come up. So if, right. you wanna, if you want to if you want to listen to the shows or view them, I guess quote unquote on YouTube, you can as well. Um, and next week, of course, we will continue moving on. I want to thank everybody for being patient with us as yes. we had our little break. We literally had um, internet issues one week, a wedding uh, another week. There's all I kind of shit going on.
1: It all it all popped up. But we're back now, a couple week layoff, we're back now. And uh, yeah, look, here's the thing, Nate, Nate and I came to an understanding, and we hope you understand this as well, the Sopranos has been ended for quite some time, and it ain't going anywhere.
0: It ain't so, going anywhere,
1: so if as, we... As long as you're willing, as long as you're willing to take this ride with us, we will go ahead and continue to drive the car, and you can just sit back and relax
0: absolutely i want to thank everybody for listening archie do you have any parting parting words Parting parting. do you have any parting words for our listeners um,
1: just continue to support this podcast and all the podcasts on wnr and uh you know if you like whether it be wrestling whether it be you know what we've been doing on the weekend wrestle podcast with uh, our top uh, five lists and then a, a match of the week if you've got any suggestions if you don't like the sound of our voices, you want to, want us to talk higher or lower, let us know. The more feedback you give, the better the shows will get. And the more people that you talk about the shows, the better they will get. And then once we take off, we'll bring you guys along with us.
0: Absolutely. And uh, that being said, no matter what time you're listening to the show, whether it's morning, noon, or night, go find yourself some good sausage and peppers. That's right. And we will see everybody next time on the soprano cast have a great week everybody
1: good night everyone